All right, this is S. Anthony. Glad you came back. Ready for the next one? All right, here we go. Let's talk about this damn knockout game. Are these people crazy? I mean, if you really think about it, what they're doing is they're walking up behind people, unsuspecting people, and crack them in the head for fun. Somehow, people think that's fun. Obviously, the media thinks it's fun because they keep showing it every five seconds and giving these idiots attention. Can't give idiots attention. Idiots don't know how to handle attention, especially if it's negative attention. But nowadays, people don't can't tell the difference between negative attention and positive attention. Every time you turn on the television, all the reality shows, the ones that get the sponsorship deals, the ones that make the most money are the ones that act crazy and beat somebody's ass. You know, the ones, the fighters that get the most shine and get the most attention are the ones that go crazy and call somebody's mother name and insult somebody else's country and want to be. These are the people that we turn into heroes. And then we wonder why kids want to be like that. These kids are punks. Think about it. You walk up behind a stranger who's just going about their business, cracking them in the head. Because you're so tough. I grew up in a hard, in a, in a pretty bad neighborhood. Okay. I know and have seen violence on a daily basis. And this knockout game isn't new. Violence isn't new. Somebody hitting an unsuspecting stranger isn't, isn't new. You used to see it all the time. You know? But where I come from, and my, when I was the age of these guys, it wasn't about sneaking up on somebody. Where I come from, if I wanted to whoop somebody's ass, or a tough guy in the neighborhood wanted to whoop somebody's ass, they would let you know, I am going to whoop your ass. I'm not even going to sneak up on you. I'm telling you, I'm going to kick your ass. In fact, these dudes would actually, I mean, literally, they would schedule it. Excuse me, um, we're, we're having a conflict here, and we can't seem to come to a conclusion of this conflict by me exposing my arguments and you exposing yours. I think the only way we're going to be able to resolve this is through, is through uh, vicious physical violence. Um, there's a very good chance that I'm going to defeat you and thus win the argument. So what I'm going to do is, uh, let me see, let me check my book here. Um, I'm going to kick the shit out of you on Friday, if that's okay with you. No, you're going to be busy Friday? All right, let's see here. What else we got? Mm -mm. I have Saturday open, but if we do Saturday, I'm going to have to really beat you badly because I'm not going to have time to expose how much more dominant I am by beating you for a longer period of time. Thus, not causing much damage, just exposing my dominance. If we fight on on Saturday, I'm only going to have about 10 minutes, so I'm going to have to break a leg or something. But if we fight on Sunday, I'll have the whole day free. Uh, then I could basically just kind of slap you around in front of everybody and humiliate you. Uh, roll you on the ground a few times. I'm gonna have to bloody your nose, so make sure you're gonna have to bring a change of clothing, okay? Cause I'm really, you know, but, uh, if we do, if we do the fight Sunday, uh, seeing as how there's no chance you could physically beat me, I'll just be a regular beating in a, in a, in a, I'll be showing my dominance over you and, uh, I'll roll you around on the ground a few times and then you'll pretty much do what I say after that. Is that alright? Fantastic. Can we shake on that? Okay. <laughs> that was just a little slap in the face to give you a little taste of what's gonna happen on Sunday. But uh, I'll see you Sunday, and I'll be fucking you up then, okay? All right, you take care of yourself. All right. We didn't do any of that kind of sneaking up things. When I wanted to whip somebody's ass, and I never really, I didn't really ever really want to just whip somebody's ass, but on occasion I kind of had to, I would go, listen, man, we're going we're gonna to handle this. Three o'clock, we'll be outside, I'll meet you in the yard, we'll beat the shit out of each other, and that'll be that. But I never snuck up and hit anybody in the face. 
and even the tough guys in my neighborhood, the criminals that weren't friends of mine, but I knew who they were and how to avoid them. They didn't even sneak up and crack somebody in the head. They didn't even do that. They would walk up, yo, give me your wallet. They would walk up in front of you, give you your wallet, and then, you know, I mean, everybody in my neighborhood's been, you know, from the old hood's been robbed or, or half robbed. Hell, I was a victim of what, if it was to happen now, would be called the knockout game. I know what it's like. I was a, I was a kid at the time. I was a teenager. And I was walking home with my sister, who was a little girl at the time. And I've been in the hood long enough to know when somebody's sizing you up and checking you out and making a decision, I'm going to go attack those people. You know what it looks like. You see the movements around the parking lot when they're looking at people and picking and choosing who to go after. And they saw me and they saw a little girl with me and they figure, oh, he's not going to do anything. He's got a little girl with him. So they follow us. They follow us. And I'm going, you know, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm not just going to assume that they're going to attack us. And then it became apparent. So what I did was I gave the money, the change from the store to my little sister. And I said, I want you to do me a favor. When I say run, I want you to run home. Okay? Don't look back. Just run home. Go! And they gave her the money. She ran home. The guy comes up behind me, sees my sister running, but she's too far away at this point. So he figures, oh, she's running home. You know, he doesn't know what's going on. He comes behind me and puts his hand in my pocket. And while his hands are in my pocket, the other guy punches me in the face as hard as he can and knocks me into the fence. And then while I'm trying to pick myself back up, they're rifling through my pockets and couldn't find the money because it was gone because I gave it to my sister. And if you've ever been punched in the face as hard as someone can who's bigger than you and you didn't expect it to come, um, kind of uncom- it's a bit uncomfortable. You do see several colors that aren't in the crayon box. And uh, there's a this thing called pain that shoots all through your face and forehead and mouth and eyes and nose. So they're laughing. Oh, man, you got him good, man. <laughs> Look at him. You almost knocked him out. Go ahead, knock him out. Now, they took enough time to laugh to let me get my senses and my bearings. And what they didn't realize is where I come from, that ain't the first time I've been punched in the face by someone bigger than I am. Not the first time. So one guy starts to walk away, figuring his friend's going to finish me off, not realizing when he turned back around, his friend was fucked up. And then he comes back, and then he gets fucked up. Like I said, not a tough guy, but I can handle myself. Where I come from, you kind of have to be able to. But what made me really angry was the simple fact that they picked us because they figured, well, if they could grab my sister, maybe, and then they would make me get the money. So they had the, the whole plan was to threaten my sister. I've seen this before. And maybe even smack her around until I give them the money. Which is why I fucked both of them up. So I know the knockout game. I've seen it before. I've been victim of the knockout game. And you have to be a complete piece of shit to do that. But media, you have a little piece of this too. Because you keep playing it every five seconds. I'm not saying you shouldn't inform people. But don't turn it into one of those fucking... It's like when you watch uh, television on Saturdays or Fridays if you're home. Which is why I don't record television anymore when I'm out of the house. Because every Friday and Saturday night, what do you have? Dateline this and 2020 that. And what is the entertainment? Murders. That's what we're being entertained by. Murders now. You know? It's like, oh man, violence. I just checked the violence stats. The violence stats are going down. The violence stats keep going down like this. We're not going to have enough episodes for the season. So I need you to go out there right now, hang out by some bars, and hope people kill each other because we need some goddamn stories. This is bullshit. We need 27 episodes and there's not enough people murdering each other. I mean, there's people murdering each other, but these people are, you know, they don't look good. They're, they're ugly people murdering each other. 
And if you know, we have to have good looking people. At least the person killed has to be good looking. Okay? Any hot, any hot babes murder their boyfriends? No? This is bullshit. What are we supposed to do next season? What are we supposed to show in Sweeps Month? This is bullshit. What, what? Hot white chick? Killed her husband? Okay. Ha <laughs> ha! Yes! She have big breasts? Oh! We're gonna make that a six-parter. <laughs> That's what it's become now. Violence. We gotta cut it out. You know, so the knockout game has got to stop. Turn it into a big, big thing and making it glorified by turning these jackasses into TV stars has got to stop. But also, from what I understand, it's not even really happening as much as people are saying it is. But there's going to be copycats because the news creates copycats. It's like they create copycats when you when you see these jackasses shoot up a school. And you put these pieces of shit on the cover of Time magazine and the cover of Newsweek and you talk about their whole story. They don't care about life. They don't care that the fact that they're not even going to see their celebrity. They just know that it's going to be there because it's always been there because we always turn these assholes into celebrities. Fuck why they did it. I don't care. What I know is that they did do it and we need to stop them from doing it. You got to make these kids start caring about their lives by giving them something, giving them a reason to live. Give them something to do. Stop making them think like they're worth nothing. Stop letting people shoot them and get away with it. So what do you get? You get violent children. Become violent adults. Who become a two-hour special on Dateline? That the world you want? I don't. So let's do something about it. Hey, I told you guys in the first podcast, I'm going to sprinkle some serious stuff in here too. A little humor in there. But the main thing I wanted to do after this is I just want to say once again, I want to thank you guys. I see you guys. I see all the new new listeners. I see you all over the world. There's a lot of you out there. Thank you for coming by. Subscribe. Tell your friends to subscribe. Blackmail them into subscribing. I'm giving you permission to do that. Whatever kind of thing you got to do to get them to subscribe, you do that. It's okay. The world will forgive you. (laughs) Thanks again for stopping by. It's Anthony out. while I've been here.